Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Welcome to the First Cut Podcast. We march on on Charles Schwab Challenge Week. Live golf is back. We are looking into what golf is going to look like as we return from COVID, when we might see fans on the course, and then we're going to go through and check to see how we feel about all of the top players in the field. And joining me to do so, uh, let me welcome in the gang for today. It's Greg Ducharme. What up, Greg? I'm, I'm so happy to be back. Back-to-back days. I'm, I'm, lo- I'm liking this daily thing. Uh, yeah, I'll do daily until, uh, till the end of time. I've got no complaints with that. Uh, also Kyle Porter. What up, dude? Yeah, I'm, I'm with Greg. Uh, I talked <laughs> to my parents the other day and my mom was like, bet you won't complain about, uh, the, the, you know, the, the tediousness of covering golf again. I was like, wow, that's aggressive mom, but it's actually it's true <laughs> also. So there we go. Dang mom firing darts over here. All right. Um, All right, gentlemen, let's jump into this. We've got a lot to cover. Uh, Golf is coming back. Now, we've kind of talked a little bit about the way golf is going to look after this shutdown. No fans, no grandstands. Um, Kyle, let's start with you. You know, players have been asked or at least given the opportunity to test themselves before they arrive. Uh, They will be tested with what temperature checks every single day. And there's going to be, you know, different things set up to try to keep everybody as healthy as possible on site. Yeah, it it seems like, you know, I was reading an article that um, Doug Ferguson wrote where he interviewed Jay Monahan and I thought Monahan was good in it in terms of his um, tone and he, he, you know, he wasn't like, oh, it's definitely going to work. We're doing this. It's on. It was like, hey, we we don't know. This is like the best plan we could come up with. And we hope it works. We think it's going to work because it's the plan that we made. But until there's a vaccine, until much further into the future, this is not, it's not a guarantee. So I, I think that's a good attitude to kind of go into it with, with a little humility there. I, I thought that was good from Monaghan. And, you know, I think we're going to, the thing I was thinking about today, we're going to learn a lot from this first event about just the way all this is going to work. Even when you start bringing fans back in, like we're going to have at Memorial here in a month. Um, th- this first week, there's so much unknown. There's so many different things going on that we're going we're gonna to get a new framework for what the next month two months three months is going to look like that's a really good point what we see at the charles schwab at colonial it might be different the next week if they learn something uh greg so when we talk about the return of fans it it appears that the memorial uh is still the target for that and you know reports and and the state is kind of involved in this as well we might be getting like capped at eight thousand or 25 percent capacity type of deal now here's my wild idea because you shouldn't build grandstands grandstands are a way to put a lot of people in one spot altogether that seems silly remember there was a european tour event uh, a couple of months ago where they basically let people walk wherever they wanted like on like you could walk up onto the fringe of the green you could walk in the fairway behind these guys like just let people go out they will find open spaces by themselves well, the problem is you don't want the open space to be right next to the players. That's right? where I would, that's where I would stand. Happy. I would stand right next to the hole, actually. <laughs> <laughs> right. that, that's your that's your one issue. You have to separate the fans from the players because if a if a fan tests positive, you go on to the next event and all the players move on, and it's not a huge deal. If a player tests positive, it could be a really big deal for him. So it could be a it could be a little bit problematic. So. Um, I think they you'll see players 
and fans separated with ropes, no, nothing crazy, no plexiglass or anything like that. Just simple ropes, I think, will do the trick. And you're right, grandstands may be something to avoid going forward. So um, I think that 8,000 number uh, spread out on a golf course, I, I think you're going to be okay. I mean, we've seen things seem to be tempering. And I think Mike DeWine, the governor of Ohio has his, uh, has his finger on the pulse of this very much. This is not just the memorial that they're talking about here. There are many other events in Ohio um, across some of the other tours, like the corn Ferry tour, the senior players is, is in Ohio at Firestone, uh, the LPGA event, actually the first LPGA event back, the marathon classic is in Ohio. So all of these events will be affected by this. Um, and, and I don't think this would be something they just jump to. So I, I think it's a ways away. And I think it's right now, I, I think it's something that's plausible. Um, yeah. 8,000 fans, a lot of places you wouldn't even know, notice them. Like you throw 8,000 people at Torrey Pines and you're basically out there by yourself that there's so much land out there. Um, Kyle, you're pretty, <laughs> you're pretty plugged in. I would like to wildly speculate for about 30 seconds here. I and, love this. Um, we will never know the answer to this unless he tells us. Do we think Snedeker tested positive? Because the, the idea of this is he was in the field 10 days ago uh, and he is no longer in the field, which, you know, three months off, is it really a change of heart? Like what would keep somebody out of the field during this break where, you know, 10 days ago he was interested and now he's not? Yeah, it's a good question. I, I don't know the answer. I've not talked to anybody who has that answer. I, I, I am intrigued by the timeline of it because you know in, in in all the stuff that you that you've read and heard about with the pga tour stuff it, i always envisioned uh guys testing on the monday of a tournament week at home yeah. but that might not make a lot of sense if you're if you're traveling on monday so you might do it a couple of days before that i presume they have the tests well before monday um and i don't know i mean i i, I guess i don't the PGA Tour is really weird around, like, um, you know, why guys hmm. sit out and are suspicious, you know, all the Dustin yep. Johnson stuff, everything that goes along with that. There's no reason to be weird around this. Like, a ton of people have the virus. Right. I don't understand why you don't just say, hey, he has a virus. He's not going to play quarantine, see you in three weeks or whatever. I, 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 I guess I just don't understand that part of it. And I would actually, I mean, this is wild speculation that we are going into now and like his, you know, his HIPAA, this is his privacy. He can do whatever he wants. But I actually kind of think like if a guy gets it and comes out and is like, yeah, I feel like that would almost humanize it a little bit. You know, I feel like some people don't realize the impact of it until it happens to someone they know. And if someone they quote unquote know is a professional golfer, that might, you know make people a little bit more cautious um greg hard pivot here to the featured groups because they are awesome uh rory rom and brooks kepka are in the same group rom will have his eye on rory because with a win he can overtake that number one spot in the world these are just absolutely stacked featured groups they are they are stacked i mean this is going to be awesome to see i wonder the one thing that we've heard Rory comment on in the past about featured groups is that maybe there's a little too much commotion around, around the really big groups and they almost get a disadvantage because there's so much extra attention on them. And this is an interesting case where we don't have any fans out there. It, huh. And so I, I think it actually could benefit these guys. Brooks Kepka to me in this featured group with McElroy and Rom is the guy that um, I look for this group to give him the biggest advantage because I think he is going to have a little bit more of a chip on his shoulder. I think he's going to feel like it's a little bit more of an, more important of an event. Um, not just the regular PGA tour event, the way that Brooks has handled, or at least said he's handled them in the past. I think you're going to see a Brooks Kepka who's prepared, ready to go and treating it like a major championship. I always thought the most unfair aspect of golf was the pairings that uh, the big name players always had to play with one another, that the, the lesser known guys never really had to until, you know, until their score uh, required it. So I always thought that, that that is an interesting take, Greg, especially now with no fans, kind of, how does that change things? Uh, Kyle, w was there a, a group? So the other ones are, are feel, uh, wow. Feeler foul Fowler Spieth and Justin Thomas, uh, the spring break crew, Bryson, Dustin Johnson, Justin Rose, Phil Mickelson, Kevin, Na, Gary Woodland. When are we getting like the Patrick Reed, Bryson Brooks, like grouping? Where's that? 
Wow. Oh, that would be delectable. <laughs> what do you think? Um, what do you think DJ Rose and, and Bryson talk about? Twitch, Twitch, obviously. <laughs> I don't. I they have nothing in common, right? Like not a single. Like what the 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 Venn diagrams of those three guys, they touch at golf, and that is it. I mean, it, Justin Rose is going to bring up like horse racing, and DJ yeah. and and Bryce are going to be like, what "The hell!" Like what? It's. I mean, yeah. that one. That one. Like you know, we've been talking about like guys being mic'd up. That one you wouldn't even need, Mike, because there there's not going to be any conversation. <laughs> they can you be mic'd up the whenever they want. Yeah. <laughs> I got a question about this next one about the the Mickelson Nah Woodland one. How many, how many of Phil's PGA Tour wins do you think he would trade Gary Woodland for the U.S. Open win? And what do you think it would take for Gary to to give that up? Uh, well, I, Phil would give away. 35 of them or whatever as long as he you gets think, the key you really you think so yeah and i think honestly if i was gary woodland and i'm a young guy and i can now add 35 wins to my resume be the second highest paid player ever and still have my prime years left i that's a win-win baby make that trade yeah they should they should execute this trade on the first <laughs> hole on thursday <laughs> <laughs> right that's that's like the rare both sides win <laughs> Oh. Uh, so, gentlemen, we're going to see these groups uh, because when golf returns this weekend, action will be on CBS Sports. You can stream Saturday and Sunday coverage for free on the CBS Sports mobile app and cbssports.com. You can also gain authenticated access to stream on your Roku, Apple TV, or Fire TV through your cable provider or CBS All Access. Kyle, one thing we also might be seeing this weekend is this newly dubbed confession cam uh it seems like players are going to be able to duck into a little tent answer a question or two what are we what are we talking about here yeah so i was on a call uh, a media call today with uh cbs and sean mcmanus who's the the chairman of of uh of cbs sports uh jim nance and nick faldo were on it and apparently so, so a couple of the things that have come out of the pandemic time are just and and we've we saw this in the match right this stuff we've talked about is just cl- more access to players getting closer getting getting more information on the conversations that they're having and i think one of the things that you're eventually going to see is is more guys mic'd up uh mcmanus talked about how there are guys that have already agreed to that they kind of understand their their place in the game to kind of push this stuff forward a little bit um, not everybody has had a positive reaction. I, I asked him that. I said, what, what's, you know, what's the feedback? And he said, some of it's been great. And some of it has been like, no, I'm not doing that, which I think is understandable. <laughs> but the yeah. confession cam, I, I think that's more of a PGA Tour initiative that's going to be essentially broadcast by CBS. And what will happen is there will be a, a little tent with a camera. I mean, it's just like it sounds, set up off the 10th green or whatever. And the players duck into there. They'll have a pre-existing uh, question that somebody types into a screen from somewhere far away. And they just look at the screen and answer the question, which is, I mean, it, it has a chance to be either incredible or incredibly <laughs> bad. I, I don't know which one, you know, depending on the question and the player and the moment in time. Now, it's not going to be live. So CVS will have an opportunity to edit some of that stuff out or whatever. But I... I think it's a cool idea. I mean, I saw some feedback on Twitter that people were like, oh, this is the dumbest thing ever. And it's like, look, you, you can't both want innovation and then get mad at the PGA Tour or CBS or whoever for trying stuff because that's the only way that you get innovation and, and, and get to a place where you're excited about some of these things is to try stuff out. And this is the perfect time to do that. That is, that is the takeaway. If you knock the coverage and they change something and they try something, you can't knock it before you see it. If you want yeah. innovation, you know, it's, it's like uh, I, finding 2,000 ways to not make a light bulb or whatever, right? Like you're going to learn something in the process no matter what. Uh, Greg, I think that the tour is in a really interesting spot. And obviously this is going to be different for every single player where they understand that, yes, this is in the moment. We're playing for a lot of money. We're playing for our careers. All this stuff is on the line. But at the same time, it behooves us all to be more marketable, to have people know our names, to do all of this stuff. And things like a confession cam 
I think only help grow that aspect of it. Well, I mean, we kind of hinted at this beforehand, right? With, with the health issue, with the um, coronavirus, these are independent contractors. And if you're an independent contractor and the PGA Tour is giving you an opportunity to grow your brand, giving you an opportunity to get to know, for the fans to get to, to know you, it benefits you. And it gives you a greater opportunity to, um, to, to be marketed by, you know, a brand, represent a brand, right? You're, you're much more likely. There's, there seems to be a, a gap on the PGA tour where the upper echelon players make a ton of money off the golf course. And some of the lesser name guys, they're, they're going to make a significantly smaller number because we just don't know them. And you have an opportunity to get to know somebody like Chesson Hadley, who's a great guy and, and become a fan of somebody who's uh, not necessarily a marquee first page player that grows the tour. And, and to me, if, if it's done correctly, which doesn't have to be done correctly the first time, which I applaud them for the innovation. It, it has to, you know, you get this thing right. You do a nice job with the edits. You do a nice job. You, this is how, a way you can kind of get inside the player's mind. And like you said, Rick, it behooves everybody. I, I think it's a, it's a great idea. And it is true innovation. I mean, it's so much better than a mid-round interview. It's so much better than a mid-round interview. So uh, I, I'm a fan. I want to be the moderator. You what? You mean you get to ask the questions, or you get to decide what airs? I I want to ask the questions. What would you ask? Oh, I I mean I would be it would be I I don't I don't know I mean it <laughs> it, it just depends on what's going on but I think I might I might throw something like if DJ walks in there I might I might throw him a uh, if a train leaves New York going twenty eight <laughs> and just just to see what how how it went. So, but um, it, yeah, what's great. is there a moderator who asks the questions, or is this can you send in tw uh, Twitter questions for an individual player? Do we no, know that? The, the way that I understood it, it, it was a <laughs> that would be a disaster, Greg. Yeah, it would. Uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> would Greg, have you been yeah, on Twitter street. recently? <laughs> the way I understood street. it is is CBS is feeding in in the questions. Okay. What will be interesting to see is if they are in theory, live questions. So Kyle, if you're the moderator, I don't want questions that are lined up from today where you are asking DJ, like I want, oh, you just made bogey on nine uh, because you left yourself on the short side. Like, you know what I mean? Like I want something that's more in the moment than just like, what's your, what do you love most about Colonial? <laughs> just taking it one day at a time. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I agree. I think the problem becomes if you are, if you're if you're can if you're if you're if you're saving them for three holes later or an hour later or whatever, all of a sudden, depending on how in the moment that question was, it might be irrelevant an hour later. And so you you have to you have to do some work there to kind of figure out what a good middle ground is if you don't want to. I I would love to see it live. You know, I think that would be insane. I mean, it, it would never happen. But throw Patrick Reed in there after a double bogey. And, and we'll do it live and it'll be just fireworks. It'd be awesome. All right. Fingers crossed. We can get to that point. Gentlemen, speaking of fire, let's jump into the field. Absolutely loaded. We've talked about this a handful of times, six of the top seven in the world. Uh, only Adam Scott out of that group is not here. 12, everyone from 12 to 20 is here. Uh, 101 PGA tour winners, the most that any event outside uh, the players championship ever heard of it during the FedEx cup era. Now in this segment, we are going to do a temperature check. I hope that's not insensitive. If it is, send it uh, complaints to Jacob, our producer, uh, <laughs> where we're going to go through every player real quick and just kind of get a temperature check on our feelings as they return to action this week. Greg, we'll start with you. Eight to one, the favorite, Rory McIlroy. Man, those are uh, some pretty short odds. And I, I love Rory's form. I think you're definitely going to see uh, a great finish from him. But to win... I, I have a, a couple of concerns here. One big concern for me is three-putt avoidance, 131st last, uh, this year. He was ninth last year, putting from four to eight feet, 198th. Last year, he was 14th. So I need to see some improvements in those areas for odds that are that, are that long. Kyle, uh, follow on Rory, but like, what's Rory's floor at this point? Seven straight top five finishes. Like, If he finishes eighth, are we stunned at like a terrible, a terrible week? I think a top 10 finish is, is his expected floor. I think it's been that way for the last year and a half. I think that's, yeah, I think that's what it is for himself personally. And 
you know, if you're, if you're, if all you're doing is finishing in the top 10, you're going to stumble into, you know, two or three wins a year. I mean, that's just, that's just the, the statistics behind it. That's just how it works. So I think, I think finishing in the top 10 is his floor. I think that, you know, I said this on HQ today with, with you, Rick, I, I think that when you, when you put a pause on everything for this long, I think immediately when you come back, that talent just rises to the top, right? Like, I just think it's like a talent fest. So I think we're going to get a board on Sunday. That's like Rory Rom, JT, uh, I don't know, D, maybe DJ, whoever web. Um, because I think those are the most talented guys in the world right now. So I, I think from that standpoint, I think it's going to be awesome. I think when you, so, so I actually disagreed with you for a while thinking about this, but when you were making that point on HQ, I was definitely second guessing myself. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Like I was like, yeah, if everyone's at the same point, I was thinking like, Oh no, we have no idea what's going to go on. It's going to be crazy. And then I was like, well, we don't, we don't know what's going on. The best guys are going to be like, I don't know. Like I, I've, I've, I've twisted myself into a pretzel. Um, John Rom, Greg can be the number one player in the world with a victory this week. Uh, he's one of the top you know, there's only a few guys at the top of this board that have uh, experience here at Colonial. A second in 2017, a fifth in 2018, a missed cut in 2019. Greg, I think Rom, like, his unbelievable run has been overshadowed because Rory's just been, like, slightly better. It has. But, you know, he has an opportunity to become number one in the world this week with a win because his performances have been so consistent on the heels of Rory. Uh, it has not been as good a performance as Rory McIlroy, but, uh, but it's, it's very, very close. And I, I, I think John Rahm has the game for a place like this. I, I think he's got the short game for it. I think he's got the bunker play for it. The putting stroke is in great order. Uh, there's there's a lot to love about John Rahm. Maybe a little strong odds there for a guy that only has two individual wins on the PGA Tour. Uh, Twelve to one, maybe a little a little lean for me. But um, but man, a lot to like about John Rahm's game. Speaking of uh, consistency, uh, Kyle, let's look at Justin Thomas here. His last five starts is this his last five, Jacob? I think it is. Uh, won the Tournament of Champions, missed the cut at the Sony. Third at waste management, missed the cut again at Genesis, and a T6 at Mexico. I mean, elite finishes, but kind of all over the place. Yeah, which was the story of the early part of his career. It hasn't been the story of the last two or three years of his career. He's been way more consistent in terms of top 25s, made cuts, stuff like that. So, I, you know, the Sony is easy to, to kind of explain away because of how emotional the Tournament of Champions was, especially at the end. Uh, that one's not a weather. Yeah, that one's not a bad missed cut to me. I think he missed both those cuts by like one or two strokes. Um, so yeah, I, again, talent. I mean, he, you go back, I think Justin Ray had a stat going back to the beginning of last season, the top two guys in the world from T to green, Rory McIlroy, Justin Thomas. That's incredibly meaningful and particularly important for a place like Colonial. I, give me your, what, what was your take on disagreeing with me though? I, I, I love disagreement, so I want to hear more on that. I just thought that we have 130 guys in the field that have all been doing various things over the, over the last three months, uh, some having more access to facilities than others, lots of rust we expect from everybody. And we saw this from Rory, we saw it from DJ, we saw it from everybody at, at any event that we saw during the break. And I think when you just open up open up the variance, right? You open up more rust guys hitting shots that, you know, are, are C plus type shots instead of a minus shots that the tour is already so deep and the margins are already so thin that if you just uh, a stroke here, a stroke there goes a long way on tour. And I thought some guys who, you know, we expect to play so well, if they're a little bit off, they're finishing T22. So you're, you're more talking about like preparation and health right now. Yeah, right. Yeah, okay. yeah. I, 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 there's very clearly the cream here and, and they will eventually rise to the top. I just think that week one, there's so much happening. Yeah, I think that's, a, I think that's a fair point. Um, my count, the only counter there is like, if everybody's preparation is the same, sure. you're not getting a Jimmy Walker or somebody like that who's coming in with like three top tens in a row and just kind of feeling it. Because nobody's feeling it. It's just nobody's been playing. So I think my like my outstanding presumption was that everybody was had prepared the same amount, was at the same health, which to your point is not actually going to be true. So I, th I think that's a valid point. 
Yeah, well, we'll 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 find out. We we have no idea. We can speculate. Uh, Greg, I'm actually going to skip one because I'm saving one for Kyle here. I'm going to go to Bryson DeChambeau. Uh, I love Bryson in, in every possible way. He's <laughs> he's he's yoked. He is uh, the stat that I've been that I've been running out is from January 1st to now. Uh, his strokes gained off the tee numbers. If he if he could keep that for the entire year, it would be the second best off the tee season ever recorded behind a Bubba year. So, I mean, he, he's on fire. He, he's, uh, or he was on fire. He's been twitching. What do you think about Bryson? The thing I like about Bryson is, and, and again, the, the, uh, the new shirts and everything, the size that he's put on has definitely drawn a lot of attention as well as the distance. But the thing that I like about Bryson is the putting strokes game, putting 22nd on tour. It's, it's much improved. Even his short game around the greens uh, statistically anyway, has improved. So I, I like that. I 15th and scrambling on the year. I think that's good. I just, I'm not sure it's the best golf course for him. He doesn't have a great record here. I uh, his best finish is tied 42nd in 2018. I'm, I'm in a place where I'm kind of staying away from Bryson this week, but long-term, I definitely like where he's headed. Kyle, uh, I know you are very high on Webb Simpson. I too feel that way. Tell me why. Yeah, he's uh, the all-time strokes gain leader here at Colonial. Uh, oh, is that all? <laughs> da- yeah, that's uh, a data golf stat. He's played great this year. I mean, look, I I, I wrote this. I did a, a top 18. I did a power rankings, top 18 guys in the world right now, not looking at world golf rankings, not looking at anything other than kind of recent finishes. And there's a case to be made that if if you look at the beginning of just the calendar year 2019 to now, that the two most consistent guys in the world are Rory McIlroy and Webb Simpson. And that sound it feels crazy to say. It might be crazy, but I think that's a I think that's a real thing and I just think that you combine both of those things, I really think he's going to have a a big week. There's been a lot of research done that basically like his strokes gained and how like how good he's been, he should have like three more wins in like the last 15 months or something. Give like him give so him good. Bryson off the tee and he'd be like I mean he'd be winning seven times a year yeah it'd be un- unbelievable uh we have not given a lot of oxygen Greg to Patrick Reed who is what the seventh ranked player in the world has won recently like wh- why are we not talking about this guy uh well there's there's no controversy we talk about Patrick <laughs> Reed when there's controversy and so it, this is a very interesting situation I, uh, I like Patrick Reed's game for a venue like this I, I think it is going to suit him really well a, a short game like his I mean Patrick Reed aside from his first year on tour and I, I am going off the top of my head here I think he's been inside the top 30 and it might be 29 in strokes gain around the green for his entire career every single year he's incredible with his wedges and I think that's important at a venue like this there's a ton of bunkers out there um, but he's also he's a shot maker and and that and he's a gritty player and those kind of things can really work at Colonial you look at past winners like Kevin Kisner uh, Kevin Nod Jordan Spieth I put in this category Um, these are these are players that are really gritty competitors with uh, outstanding short games. Patrick Reed falls right into that category and he's putting great this year. So I, I think Patrick Reed is a great bet, especially at 28 to one. Only question is, does he have that chip on his shoulder or is it a little strange that nobody's talking to him? I don't know how he's going to handle that. Yeah. He does seem to play well um, under, under a microscope. I've got two very similar, similar guys for you gentlemen. Um, so I'll just split them up. Kyle, Dustin Johnson, he's 28 to one. Uh, we've seen him play. During the break, it wasn't pretty. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't love it. Uh, Twenty-eight to one's a great number for him, though. I mean, I, yeah. I don't know that I've seen that number since I've been covering golf. I mean, the, since twenty thirteen. It, it's the longest I have in my database, which is at least three years old. Like the the next one I could find, he was like eighteen at the players two years ago or something like that. It's very long on him. Yeah, so I do like that, and I like the fact that. I don't know. I'd have to go back. I I feel like it seems like his struggles and you can back me up on this or, or refute it, Rick have been a little bit off the, off the tee or tee to green uh, over the last year in terms of just not being as consistent. Yeah. And I think colonial is a place where he can just, he he doesn't, he can, you know, we've seen Rom do this. You can just manhandle that course because it's not that long. It's pretty wide open. You do have to, 
give yourself good angles. And I think that's kind of the, the beauty of it. But I, I kind of, I don't love him right now, but I do like the 28 to one. The off the tee stuff is, uh, it, it's still, it's still good, but not by his own standards. I mean, there was a stretch where he was routinely, uh, you know, every event gaining five to seven strokes off the tee. Now he's like a half a stroke or one and a half stroke. So he's still gaining, but it's not the elite DJ driver game that we've, that we've seen over the past couple of years. Uh, Greg, you get the other guy. It's, it's other the knee procedure, uh, twin Brooks Kepka. <laughs> yeah, the other the other Bash brother here. Yeah, um, for me, Kepka. I, I think after seeing Butch Harmon leading into the players, I think he's in a really good place. And and like I said when we talked about featured groups, I think he is uh, the beneficiary of if that's the right word of um, of that group. And I think playing with Rory and Rom, guys that are getting seemingly a lot more attention than him, I think that's going to kind of give him that chip on his shoulder that he needs. He's similar to Patrick Reed in a slightly different way where they play really well with the chip on their shoulder and uh, with, with a little bit of you know adversity to face. And for Brooks Kepka, I, I think he's going to take this event very seriously. I think he's going to treat it like a major. The field is certainly a, a major championship field, and it's a place where – uh, he he came in second in his one start. He got out dueled by uh, Justin Rose, who was uh, basically just on fire at a time when he was playing the best golf of his life. Brooks Kepka shot two sixty threes at Colonial. Uh, I, I think you could see something like that to get him at 20, 28 to one, where an injury was the biggest thing holding him back in a field like this. I think Brooks Kepka is a great pick here. Someone that we've seen contend in the best fields in the most difficult tournaments is Xander Shoffley, Kyle, someone else we haven't spent a lot of oxygen on. Yeah, we haven't. Uh, I'm selling Brooks, by the way, just, just hard sell. I, yeah, I might not have any stock left. Uh, Xander four, four, I think four straight top 25s was the number on him. Yep. And he just kind of sits there. He's like, can't You're just like, Oh yeah, he's number nine <laughs> in the world. And uh, yeah, I mean, you know, uh, my, my thing that I always get back to with him, like I want to see him lead after, or I want to see him win after holding on to a 54 hole lead. I don't, I don't want the 62 on Sunday at wherever to run three guys down like that. That's a particular skill, but I think mm. being a front runner, it just matters. And it, and, and I haven't really seen that from him, but maybe we do this week. I, I, you know, he's the least, in terms of ratio to least talked about to most talented, it's either him or Cantlay or our, our boy, Sungjae. Um, cool. One of those three we'll is, about, is it. We'll talk about Sungjae. It is interesting. You, you mentioned, you know, just keep putting yourself in the top 10. You're going to win two or three times a year. Xander's kind of the opposite of that. Like, two or, like once or maybe twice a year, yeah, he shoots a 62 on Sunday and steals one from you, which is kind of a different way to do it. Yeah. Uh, Sungjae M. Greg, um, I think the note here is perfect. Arguably the hottest player in the world. Wins, wins the Honda Classic, third at API, which I, I cannot get over the fact that you are 20-whatever years old, one or two, whatever he is, wins the first time on tour and then backs it up at API with a third. That's insane. And I think we might have lost Greg. The oh, beautiful. I, go. I, I, I got. Okay, go ahead. You, okay. you could take. You could take him away. I missed the whole question. Well, the 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 <laughs> our our beautiful boy Sung Jay turned twenty two <laughs> during during quarantine. Turned oh, twenty two right. during quarantine, March thirtieth. Not that I sent him a card or anything. He's over but, the hill. Um. <laughs> yeah. I I think your your point. I mean, look, like we talk about him as a twenty two year old, which he is. He just turned twenty two, but he's also he's also experienced i mean he's played what 60 times on the tour 55 i don't i'm just throwing numbers out there um so i think he's become he's found the rhythm of like okay this is how you contend week in week out and you know i i, I go back to hearing other guys talk about him like hearing jt talk about him hearing i don't know somebody else during the president's cup that was talking about him and you're like All oh that's... All the international guys loved him at the President's Cup. Yeah, and, and, but like uh, from a talent standpoint, not just like yeah. a personality. And yeah. so I think you hear you start hearing those guys talk about another guy and you're like, oh, well, that, that's different because that, they don't talk about everybody like that. Yeah, I have 44 measured events on him, so probably a few more uh, that don't have the shot link data. Uh, Greg, 40 to 1, Ricky Fowler. I'll tell you what, uh, he looked pretty darn good when we saw him play during the, uh, during the break. Yesterday, I was, I was pretty high on Ricky. 
Um, uh, and I, I am but high not on today. <laughs> How things have well, changed. Different. <laughs> so I'm I'm high on Ricky in a fantasy golf play. Uh, I, I like him in a play there. Betting him to win, I haven't seen enough trust. We've talked about this countless times. You can just enter an old clip here. I I don't I don't trust him on Sunday in a situation where he's near the lead. Um, but I do think you're going to see him play well. I think he's got the swing figured out. I think he's in good form. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see Ricky holding uh, an 18 or a 36-hole lead or co-lead. I just I worry when we get to the weekend that my heart's going to get broken again. I love the way you talk about him. Can you give me like, <laughs> can you give me 15 seconds on his new swing? Just just yeah, 15 go. Oh, you want 15 from me? Yeah, so from you. a little more, a uh, little more fluidity. Um, which, which I really like in it. He's got a lot of hand depth. Um, they're, they're actually trying to take some forearm rotation out. He kind of got it dumped a little bit, a little bit trapped behind him. He's working on getting it a little more in front of him, which I think he's doing. I'm just, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not sure with him if it's the golf swing, if that's the issue, I'm not sure if that's the thing that he needs to put time and energy on. But what I will say about the golf swing is this. In 2014, he went to see Butch Harmon. He made a change in overnight. He may have started working with Butch in 13, but he made a change almost immediately and came in the top five in all four majors that year. Uh, he, make, he makes change quickly. A, a swing change for him, I think, is something that he can handle very well. And again, the biggest thing for him is he's working on getting the club a little bit less laid off. Uh, and and getting the club back in front of him a little bit more, which I like. I I think it's a it's a good. He's doing great work with John Tillery. I've I have no concerns about it. That was a very liberal fifteen seconds I mm -hmm. gave you there, Greg. <laughs> um, all right, we're gonna go rapid fire on the last few because uh, we talk about these guys quite a bit. Kyle Porter, uh, friend of the pod, Colin Morikawa. What's his uh, What's his temperature? Uh, yeah, I mean, looking to. I think Tiger's got the all-time streak of starting his pro career with 25 straight made cuts. Hashtag Justin Ray stat. Morikawa's um, at 21. He might be the best iron player in the world. Sounds insane, but also might be true. I'm excited to see how the rest of the year goes for him. We are going to flip the script and give Jordan Spieth to you, Greg. We're not going to let Kyle say I'm a single surprised. word about him. Not a single word. So you get Jordan Spieth. Go ahead. Okay, I'll try to keep this one a little more brief than the Ricky Fowler swing. 45 to 1, uh, long odds. I, I love that. I, I, I'm a huge fan of these odds. He has a great record here. Coming off of a break, we don't know what we're going to get. If you're going to take a chance on Jordan, this is the week. Take it now. I've also gone to the dark side. I've already invested in Jordan Spieth. And Kyle, I've already invested in the next name on the list, Justin Rose. Yeah, uh, Spieth, by the way, is like 40 to 1 to lead after round one. I had to get a little nugget in there. That's there an even, I think that's an even better one. Uh, Justin Rose, uh, I feel conflicted here. It's a really big number. He's been not very good this year. Uh, but he, like Rick has brought up, changed club or uh, changed uh, his bag back to, I guess he's back to TaylorMade. He's yes. not with Hanma anymore. And then he's played great at Colonial. So I kind of like it at that number. Finally, Greg, take us home. Uh, Phil Mickelson will need to do more than just hit bombs at Colonial. What, what's our expectations for this guy? Man, I like guys with good short games around here, but I need a little bit more control. Tee to green. I'm, I don't get a vibe that Phil's in really good form with his, with his full swing. Short game we know is in great shape. I, I'm just there, there are some trees out here. You got to hit it in, in the right spot. I'm a little worried about Phil. I'm, I'm a pass on Phil. I got a take on Phil. Phil and and yeah. uh, and Jason Day will never win another PGA Tour event. Neither one of them. Mm, wow. I think I I think I agree with that. Wow. I it think feels, Jason Day feels got weird. Win. I love I, think, I, I love dragging Rick over to my side. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it takes like twelve months to wear me down on something like this, but yeah, I I think I am. I think I'm agreeing with you. Uh, all right, we've got expert picks and we've got the return of the one and done. Dun dun dun. On the other side, we'll be back after this break. Did you know that more than 75% of Americans will experience foot pain in their lifetime, but only 10% will seek out a solution for that pain? Those numbers do not add up to me, and I know it can be confusing, the biomechanics of the foot, the bones, the muscles, everything in between, but solving foot pain is simple, and that's where Superfeet 
comes into play. These super feet insoles go into your shoes, give your feet comfort and support where they need it the most and redistribute the forces that reduce both stress and strain through your entire body, not just your feet. Insoles have been uh, phenomenal for me uh, personally, and they are clinically proven to decrease fatigue, reduce injury and improve comfort. I can attest to that myself, especially when walking uh, a lot of golf holes that I play. So if you feel good, you play good, you look good, everything works out from there and it starts from the bottom up. Visit superfeet.com and enter promo code FIRST at checkout for 15% off your first order plus free shipping. It's a really fine line creating workout clothes that are great in the gym and workout clothes that are also great to look at outside the gym. And Viore has threaded that needle. They are designed to work out in, but they don't look like it. They don't feel like it. And it's incredibly comfortable stuff, whether you are running, training, swimming, doing yoga, running errands, lounging around the house. It really doesn't matter. These are versatile clothes. You'll find me often in the men's Sunday performance jogger because I I like the jogger situation that goes on down at the bottom, but they're very comfortable. Uh, They've got a little bit of a shorter inseam, so they're not as bulky as as other pants or other joggers that I have seen out there, and I've really enjoyed how they work both in and out of the gym. So now, here's what you can do for for our listeners. Uh, First-time purchasers are getting 20% off. All you have to do is go to viori.com slash first. That's V-U-O-R-I.com slash first. Again, not only will you receive 20% off your first order, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75. And here's my favorite part, free returns. Yeah, go check it out. Viori.com slash first and discover the versatility of Viori clothing. All right, we're back. Gentlemen, expert picks. We are quote-unquote experts in this situation. So we've got our picks to win, our top 10 locks, and our sleepers. Let's start with the top 10 lock. For me, it's John Rahm. We've talked about him just plenty. He's unbelievable. He's great. He's the only one of the or one of the few big-name players in the field that actually has colonial experience. I think it comes in handy this week. Greg, you're up. Uh, I love the John Rom pick in the spirit of being a little bit different. I'm going to go Rory McIlroy. I think we, we, like Kyle said, I'm sure Kyle's answer is going to be the same. We, his floor is the top 10. Uh, and I'd be, I'd be surprised if he finished outside the top 10. So I, even though those odds aren't great, I, I think he's the top 10 lock. Yeah, that's mine as well. I, I don't really have anything to add. I, I, you kind of are talking me into Rom though, Rick. So I'll, I'll stay with Rory for now, but I, I like the Rom pick. All right. Uh, I got a couple more days to get you over to my side. All right. Pick to win. Kyle, we'll start with you. I literally have no idea because you didn't fill out the outline. So you're going to surprise us all right now with your. Yeah, I think I think I've sent a lot of emails and texts today. Uh, I sent somebody my pick to win. It might have been HQ. I might have seen it somewhere. Yeah, it's uh, it's Webb Simpson. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And you know, we, I kind of laid out the reasons before. He's had a great year, uh, all-time leader in strokes gained at Colonial in terms of uh, rounds measure. I think it goes back to 2010, 2009, uh, something like that. So I, I just, uh, yeah, I, I really like him this week. I think he's, think he's going to have a great week. Uh, I've decided to go further down the list for my winner. I have been beating the drum for weeks. It's Justin Rose for all of the reasons that we talked about. And he opened at 45 to one on William Hill and he got down to 50, which is wrong direction, guys, wrong direction. Uh, Greg, who do you have to win this event? I do like that. I am uh, pretty big on Justin Rose, but I think Justin Thomas is my guy this week. Uh, it is it. his tournament debut, but the iron game is just so good. He's eighth strokes gain approach the green, which I love. And the short game, especially in the bunker, is fantastic. He's 23rd in sand saves, eighth in proximity to hole from the sand on the year. I think he's going get, to uh, get hot with the putter this week and, and take home the trophy. Here's one we haven't really talked all that about because it's an absolute stacked field but our sleepers um i went with daniel berger he's 66 to one he Love had it. i so think good. three straight yeah top 10s or top 20s coming into you know before the before the break and he's one of the few guys in his price range that gains strokes in all four major categories so i i'm i'm on daniel berger but kyle i i told you this before we went live i love your sleeper 
Yeah, I've got Harris English, and he's somebody who I've always loved his swing. Uh, I like his game. He's really kind of struggled the last few years. Uh, there was a good story. I think he was on – I think it was Steve Demeglio. I think it was on Golf Week uh, about Harris English and just kind of his – he was, he, you know, he lost his card last year and then he got yeah. it back uh, after he, he missed out on Corn Ferry Finals or he missed out qualifying via Corn Ferry Finals. So he had to get his card back, uh, kind of playing his way back on uh, this season. Uh, but he's been playing really good golf. And, you know, he, he has talked about trying to own his swing rather than trying to swing Rory's swing or DJ's swing. And for somebody like Harris English, that's a big deal. He's played great at Colonial in the past. I think he's top five. Strokes gained all time again since 2010 uh, at this course, and uh, I I didn't see his number, but whatever it is, as long as it's 60 or 70 to one, then I, that's oh. I really like that. You could just set the line yourself. It's 66 to one, there Kyle. How about that? Now I will also follow that up with there was an event. I don't know what event it was, but they all got together in Sea Island over the weekend, and there were PGA Tour and Corn Ferry Tour guys there. Furyk, Shank, uh, Sepp Straka, Tyler Duncan, Jonathan Bird, Matt Every. I mean, there's names there. He goes out and shoots 66-65 to finish second. Harris English, I love. Greg, you've got one even deeper than the two of us. Who do you have as your sleeper? Is it Scott Stallings? <laughs> yeah. No, uh, that's a good pick, though. But um, uh, <laughs> Except for I don't, think he's, I don't think he got in this week. But Joel Damon. My pick yes. this week, a uh, guy that we've seen a little bit of. We, we've seen a little bit of his action. We've seen a scorecard in particular that said fifty-eight on it, uh, and and that's pretty good. But this guy's sneaky good on the PGA Tour in general. I mean, he, he's just a very good player. He had back-to-back -back top fives before the break, uh, which seems to be somewhat forgotten. Uh, he's eleventh strokes gained tee to green. Around the green, 61st, a little bit above average, 38th proximity to the hole from sand. These are things that I'm looking for. Um, off the tee, 24th. Approach the green, 22nd. This is a really solid makeup of a player, especially uh, at, a, at a venue like this. I've started to get into the bucket hat. I think I need to get a bucket hat. I'm at, yeah, the, I'm at the point now where the back of neck coverage is so critical. I think I'm on team bucket. I'm going to have to get one. You need you need to add it to the the uh, swag behind you. I saw your tweet yesterday. You need some, you need a wall. You need I'm, some bucket hats back there. I am willing to uh, shill for anyone who wants to send me swag. I'll logo up. I'll put anything back there. Bucket hat would be a great addition, uh, gentlemen. Supposedly, this is. I don't know about this. The one and done is just back on. I think we should have just wiped this whole thing, forgotten it ever happened, started fresh next season. But producer Jacob tells me we are back in it for this week and kyle porter my friend with three million points you are in the lead yeah i mean it's not a huge you say that like it's a surprise i'm shocked that it's not <laughs> mark gimmelman the the uh one and done slayer or whatever <laughs> yeah he took down uh well didn't he say he took down rob bolton rob one bolton yes yeah, right. i couldn't remember who he said yeah rob bolton <laughs> <laughs> which is hilarious uh I hope, Rob, I hope Rob heard that. That's really funny. Um, yeah, look, I, you know, it's not, it's not that hard of a league, as Phil would say. It's just, it <laughs> is what not. it is. I can't remember. I haven't looked in a while. Uh, I can't remember if I've used Webb or not. I think I almost used him for Phoenix, which, which would have been a good idea. Uh, I, I don't think I did. You, you're uh, good. You can, you, you, so this is not your official pick. Uh, you can make that later, but you have not used web yet. It sounds like you might be leaning in that direction. Yeah. I think I'm, I think I might be all in on web this week. Uh, I don't hate it. Uh, Greg, you're actually in second. You're 800,000 points behind. I'm actually technically in sixth. We'll call it, we'll call it. No, it's, it's actually seventh. Uh, we'll call it seven <laughs> out of seven. Hey, it's top 10. Uh, it is a top 10. Um, um, my floor is pretty high. Uh, I got to get some winners here soon. But Greg, uh, who are you considering for this week? So to me, I I'm going to go with uh, with Justin Rose here. I, I don't want to take a real heavy hitter like a Rory or a Rom or a JT who I think is going to win this week because I'm, I'm a little bit concerned about the rust factor. You don't know exactly how they've been playing, how they've been preparing, how much time they've been putting in. You wouldn't have heard of an injury or anything like that. So I, I, I have some concerns and some cautions. I think Justin Rose gives me the upside that can get the job done, allow me to get past the Kyle Porter this week. But, um, but at the same time, if I lose him and he doesn't, you know, he misses the cut. I don't feel like I lost one of my superstars.
So I don't know how to, now that there's only like 12 events left or something, I don't know what like the strat, like do, what are we saving them for? Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's kind of weird. Greg, you do have uh, four top eight finishes in your last five picks. Bubba missed the cut for you at Genesis, but otherwise you've been, been pretty good, buddy. Bubba missed the cut at Genesis. Yeah, how about that? Tough scene. Um, I used Justin Rose right in the midst of like the worst part of it. Missed the cut yeah. at Farmers <laughs> Insurance. <laughs> like absolutely terrible. So I can't go there. I believe I had Bryson pegged for the players because I woke up Monday morning of that week 1,000% convinced he was going to win the players. I'm just going to roll it over, right? The guy's been on Twitch. I've seen his launch monitor numbers. I love him. I haven't used him yet. I'm, I, I, this is not my official pick, but there's like no way I don't play Bryson. I, I like that. He's, he's been quietly really good. I mean, he, he almost wins Mexico. Um, yeah, he's just been, he's been really solid. And, you know, I think we all like kind of sort of make fun of the, like the, 250 pound thing and the gain and yeah, you know, all that stuff. But like, it might actually be working as well, you know? So I, I think, I don't know. He's going to be fascinating the rest of the year. Yeah. He's a huge dork, but it works. And I love it. Like it's <laughs> awesome. Like he's great. So we'll see if he can bank me some points this week. Gentlemen, um, this has been a lot of fun. If you like what you've heard today, don't be shy. No, nay. This is a challenge. Tell someone about the First Cut Pod. Go drop us a review on Apple Podcasts so we can tell the bosses, hey, people want this every single day, right? That helps us out. If you want more of this, you got to let us know. Thank you to Greg Ducharme. You can find him on Twitter at TheRealGFD. Thank you to Kyle Porter. You can find him at Kyle Porter CBS. I'm Rick Gaiman at Rick Run Good. This has been The First Cut, and we'll, take we'll catch you next time. I don't know. See ya. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.